The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. To myself. Yes, you I do. And welcome to the Rough House Podcast. This is Marty. <laughs> hey, I'm Christoph. Hi, yeah. welcome. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Uh, welcome to another uh, edition of uh, your favorite wrestling podcast. At least your top three. Uh, uh, I'll take top five at this point. Seriously. <laughs> I appreciate you listening. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. Besides the wrestling podcasts that are wrestlers hosting podcasts, how many of them are really that good? Let's be honest. Not many. No. Not many. No. I think I think we do a really good job of uh, analyzing things. Yes. And and we we provide a number of great uh, different types of content on our Patreon page, which we mm-hmm. appreciate you signing up there. We're going to do an exclusive episode after this. Yep. Um, so whatever we don't get to in this show, we will get to in that show. Yeah. Um, you know, we cover all kinds of stuff. You know, you, you're, you're exposing me to a lot more of new Japan's greatness. So we're talking yeah. a lot more about new Japan and we're going to ring of honor tomorrow night. So we can talk about that. And obviously we talk about the WWE. They've been very busy with TV deals and UK shows and uh, deals with Japanese wrestling companies. And there's a lot of shit going on right now. It's a busy time for to be a pro wrestling fan. So we'd like to think that we give you the, the hot, the hot takes, the most important stuff that's happened yeah. with a little of an uh, analysis. Um, yes about it yeah i i'm not gonna lie the the other day i'm not gonna name names but i i, I listened to another wrestling podcast not not one of note this is this is not me uh shitting on the the wrestling observer radios or the, sure. the post wrestlings of the world or anything like that where there's a a, a status of this i was listening to another wrestling podcast right. that just came into my view you know one of those things you see on social media you go eh, let's give it a listen and see what the other yeah. people are doing and holy shit, it's bad. It's bad <laughs> out there. It's bad. So what I'm trying to say is Realm Network, thank you. Yeah. OG538, thank you. And Much obliged. just know we try to give you something good. And in turn, there's no better way to start than by throwing my dear friend Christoph under the bus. Yep. Because before we were recording, he started to tell me a story and, and I had questions. And I figured you, 
the Rough House listeners might have questions. <laughs> Christoph, where did you find yourself after work today? I found myself at the HT, uh, Hot Topic. Harris if you Teeter? Will. Oh, no, not yes, Harris Teeter. No, not Hot the grocery topic. store. Hot Topic. You know, it's, it's funny. I'm a 35-year-old man, mm-hmm. and I find myself uh, going into Hot Topic occasionally. Yeah. Um, they are one of the finest purveyors of pop vinyl, which you know is an addiction of mine. Um, hmm. So today uh, was the release of the Hot Topic exclusive Young Bucks Pop Vinyl 2-pack. Yep. Matt and Nick in their uh, black uh, Bullet Club costumes with the frills, and it's the Hot Topic exclusive. And um, I got home from work. I watched Lucha Underground, which we'll get to shortly. And then I called up the old HT and said, hey, do you have any of those uh, YBPOPs? And she was like, faux show. So um, she didn't say that. Yeah, I was going to say, no, and, and, no, say and I, I, I'm willing to bet there's no way you described them as <laughs> YBPOPs. You no, say, I 100% did not. <laughs> Excuse me, shopkeep. <laughs> Would you happen to have the Hot Topic exclusive New Japan Pro Wrestling yes. Young Bucks Pop Vinyl 2-pack in stock? Pardon me, ma'am. And she was probably <laughs> 17. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and I said, you have any of those uh, Young Bucks Pop Vinyl? She said, yeah, I got a whole bunch of them. <laughs> so, I, I mean, they moved the release date up because I, I, I know there was a street date for this. And then I saw on the internet right. that people were all excited because uh, – they they moved the street date to today, a Thursday. Weird day to release a thing, but you know. Uh, sure. so, but in and out, no problems. There wasn't like out, no problem. there was maybe one, two, three, four, five more. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what kind of stock they got in. Um, okay. but I, I snacked up uh, snacked. Yep, you snacked on it. You just snacked. munched on it on the way out. I gnawed on Nick Jackson's head on my way home. No, I snatched it up and uh I had a credit because <laughs> I had a $5 credit for the store, so I only paid 20 as opposed to the 25 of the uh, retail price. Oh, it was going to be 25 for the two-pack. Yeah, two, pa- and two packs and exclusives. Exclusives are usually a couple bucks more. Um, an exclusive single pop at Hot Topic will usually run around twelve fifty as opposed – or 14 That's what it's on sale. I don't know. They're a couple bucks more. So okay. the two-pack together, it was, it was a few bucks more. But, you know, it's an ex- the exclusives – and I, I've learned this from um, from buying and selling – pop vinyls uh, as i've been narrowing down the amount of licenses that i collect mm-hmm. um i'm getting rid of all my marvel and my star wars um oh. I accepted that a long time ago so now i'm focusing on wwe and mm-hmm. harry potter and lord of the rings uh okay. those are the ones that i'm really focusing on the most and wrestling obviously not just wwe now that of we course. have the first non-WWE pops out there and the the regular edition of the Young Bucks along with the Kenny Omega and Cody I think come out in two weeks Um, street date street date for those and there was like a pre-order bundle on pro wrestling tees and a bunch of different places you could pre-order it I I couldn't couldn't swing that financially I really couldn't even swing this financially but I really wanted it and um you know what sometimes uh you know Aziz and um uh, and Retta told me once to just treat yourself and yo mm-hmm. is me uh, in Spanish. So there you go. Or it's I, but you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> I, I, I treated myself to uh, to the Young Bucks pop. So it is on my um, your mantle. Yeah, well, my, one of my mantles. Uh, I think it's above the Gideon Graves and Ramona Flowers Scott Pilgrim two pack. Um, and I think there's uh, my Hulkbuster from the first Marvel Collector's Core box, which I I don't know if I'll be able to get rid of. 
just because I really love it. It's mm-hmm. such mm-hmm. a great piece. Uh, and I also have a, a Ghostbusters three pack with um, uh, the Gatekeeper, the Keymaster, and Zool as the uh, evil dog thing. Uh, so that's that's all up there with my Hogwarts edition Harry Potter box set for the movies. And that was a gift to my wife. That yeah, was a gift hey, to my hey. wife. There, there's no judgment here. I, I own uh, about a dozen pop vinyls myself. So good man, you're out uh, of box though. You're a monster. <laughs> monster. How could you? I, I can't. I, well, there, I, I have a few exclusives. I keep those in box. Okay. I'm sure this is enthralling listening. Um, They're but, yelling at me right now. They're like, "You fat fuck! You come on this <laughs> show begging for money every week, and then you go spend twenty dollars on a piece of fucking plastic with some spot monkey uh, Twinkie wrestlers on it." Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I did, and I have zero regrets about it. Um, you know, it's it's you know everybody's got their vices, man. I don't do shit. I don't do shit. All I do is fucking work. All I do is fucking work. All right. I got bills out of my asshole. I got I got debt up to my dickhead, and I I just wanted to fucking treat myself and get myself a little young bucks uh, two pack today, and then tomorrow gonna go see him win the tag titles from the Briscoes at UMBC Event Center for Ring of Honor, Best in the World. All right, fuck off. Get off my dick. Not are you, you. Try, are, are you going to try and get those signed tomorrow? Is yeah, that, I don't care about that. Okay. All right. <laughs> see, there we go. I, I think that's good. I think I think it's healthy as a wrestling fan to not necessarily need to get things signed. I don't know. I'm. Uh, that would be one thing. That would be one thing I wouldn't mind getting signed. However, yeah. yeah. Um, but. You know, I, I, I like it. I like to be able to see in there as is. I'm an inbox collector. So having it on the shelf to see, you know, their faces okay. without, you know, some Sharpie scribbled over it. Uh, and I don't even know if that increases value or not. I don't have any no autograph finals. Um, so I don't know what the resale is on those, I guess, to a certain market. And if you can prove that you actually got assigned, you know, via photo or whatever, then a certain person would pay a certain amount of money for that. But. Who knows? You know, I don't have, you know, Chris Evans didn't sign my my uh, my Captain America, which I'm selling for ten dollars. Um, <laughs> but there you go. Dear, dear Rough House listeners, ten dollars. Yeah. Get, you get yourself. A I think I have a take. I think I have a taker on those two. Oh, OK. It's, uh, it's Age of Ultron cap and the original cap. There's oh, OK. Where you meet go. up with that guy. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm making money and I'm spending money that I don't have. So that's. That's my story. How are you, friend? Hey, man, I'm good. I'm good. It's 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 been another wonderful week in the world of Marty Day, and more importantly, it's been another wonderful week in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, I did those segues. I I think the most important thing to discuss this week. You know, there's a lot of things in the news, a lot of things going on. I think we just got to get to the heart of the matter, the biggest story of the week. Topanga was backstage <laughs> at SmackDown. <laughs> we mentioned her last week at the end of the show. Oh yeah, she pops up backstage at SmackDown. You're welcome, Universe. Daniel Official <laughs> back in the world, thanks to your boys at the Rough House. And I'm sure we're we're about the same age, give or take a year or two. And sure. um, I, I'm sure if you were anything like me at that point in your life, uh, Topanga on screen just did something uh, to the yes. loins, lit a fire uh, up under there. And uh, yeah, she was a lot of people's first. Uh, you know, big celebrity love. Exactly. Um, exactly. And she's a, she became a wrestling fan. I don't know if she's just a Leo Rush fan or a wrestling fan uh, as a whole. Uh, I, I think she pops up at PWG, although PWG seems to be the, the, the cool place to go these yeah. days. And, yeah, yeah. and, you know, uh, 
understandably so. They they put on a hell of a show there. Uh, and honestly, it looks like they're going to keep putting on hell of shows there because I don't know if you saw the Battle of Los Angeles lineup for this year. Yeah. Fucking crazy. We'll, we'll get into that, though. I think the big story this week goes to one Mr. Brock Lesnar and the weirdness that is surrounding his universal title reign. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, last week... We were in a world where there was going to be a six-man number one contenders match at Extreme Rules. Winner right. gets Brock Lesnar, Bork Laser himself, at SummerSlam. Big old dick sword coming back, defending the universal title against the winner of this match. We were all excited. He had Roman Reigns in there. He had Bobby Lashley in there. We assumed that um, Finn Balor would get in there, Seth Rollins, probably Baron Corbin, and maybe Kevin Owens. I don't know how they would have rounded it out. Um, But Kurt Angle comes out and was like, no, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, and the thing that was weird, it was was after a half work, half shoot, post by Paul Heyman on social media where basically he shit on everybody in the match so far and saying that none of them are true competition and he needs to go for ultimate competition, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. Capital Uh, U. Yes. Uh, So the, the six man number one contenders match completely off. And now our, our new uh, plan because Mm -hmm. It's another plan. It's mm-hmm. a, it's another way to build things up for SummerSlam, that sort of thing. Is uh, Brock Lesnar may not come back to the WWE. Brock Lesnar may not do the right thing and drop the title. Because if there's nothing that wrestling fans like more, it's worked shoot angles. They always go great. <laughs> 100% of the time, it works 60% of the time. I think I had that reversed. But... Something like that. Yeah. Who, who the hell knows? You just swerved on it. Just like this whole storyline's going to be. It's uh, it's a weird thing going on right now. And apparently Brian Alvarez was saying that it was just something that Vince changed his mind in the middle of the week. And was like, nope, we're not going to do that anymore. And then we'll just write it from uh, from scratch. Right. I don't know. I don't know what to take from this. I don't know how much of it uh, is work, how much of it is shoot. I'm, I'm pretty sure most of this is a work. Um, and because you have, you have to find creative ways to make it seem real these days it's hard i mean the age of kayfabe is long since passed and you know there's smart people in the crowd who knows uh who know how things are booked and how things come about and they can you know pick up on trends and you know predict things a couple months in advance so i think um i think they're kind of just zigging and zagging uh all the time just to try to keep fans and podcasters (laughs) on our toes uh, and give us something to talk about because you know what? Mission accomplished. This was the first big story we talked about on our podcast. Um, and because, right. you know, why wouldn't we? It's it's a big story. It's the universal title. You know, it, it, it'll, it's on what will probably end up being the B show in uh, October of 2019, yeah. the way things are going. But, you know, Brock Lesnar. He's kind of fallen out of the good graces in the in the smart community. Everybody just kind of wants him gone. Um, so you know, but the, the the thing is, who is the one to beat him if anybody beats him? One, does he forfeit? I don't think he's going to forfeit. Yeah. Um, two, will it be Roman Reigns with another rematch um, between those two? Will it be good old Bob Probably. Lashley? Um, you know, they they've been saying that one of the reasons they brought Lashley in is to get a match in with Brock, and if Brock you know, he is considering going back to UFC. I think that's legit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if he's going to get a match in with uh, with Big Bob, Big Bob Lashley, mm-hmm. then now's the time to do it. 
you know, do I really want to see Bobby Lashley as the universal champion? Oh, 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 I don't know yeah, about that. that. <laughs> I'm not it, sure. It, it's so weird. It, it, it's, it's so weird. So, uh, you know, let, let, let's, let's try to take this apart. Zap Ruder film style and, and yes. try to understand the logic of what's going on right now. So Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. has one match left on his deal. As far as we know, Right. Uh, we we don't know the the top level conversations because apparently uh, another thing they love doing these days is swerving the boys. So yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't know the top level conversations. Here's facts: one, Brock Lesnar is a universal champion right now. Two, yes, correct. It looks like the next time we're going to see him is SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Three, he may go back to UFC. Right. Four, if he's going to go back to UFC before the end of the year, he has to get back into drug testing by the end of this week. Correct. Tomorrow, I think, Friday yes. or today, whenever you're listening to this, Friday the 29th, yes. I think, if they want to get him on the pay-per-view against, um, who's he going to fight? He's uh, trying to do Jones, but I don't think yeah. that's going to happen. Uh, uh, oh, God, I'm, I'm terrible at remembering your, uh, UFC fighters' names. Uh, but the idea is they wanted him on a show on December 29th. Right. And for him to be on the show on December 29th, he has to j- rejoin the testing pool by June 29th. Yes. By the time you listen to this podcast, we may already know right. Rock ain't fighting in UFC until 2019 at the earliest. Yes. Which, if true, makes me ask, is there going to be another extension or three along the way? Right. But the idea right now is they're going to do, at least in theory... Brock Roman again. And the idea is that this time, because Brock hates the WWE and Brock doesn't want to perform in front of the fans, that we're finally going to get behind Roman Reigns when he wins the title, even though it's now gone beyond the fans booing him and saying he's a waste and can't be a champion. It's now other wrestlers telling us on a regular basis that he can't get the job done. Who said that? Uh, that that's Bobby Lashley's entire argument last oh, week. Yeah, but that's that's a storyline. No, no, I I understand that. Oh, I saying, thought you meant like you know no, like no, no, not, people not, in podcasts are saying just talking shit about Roman. I was like, oh no, damn, no, I didn't no, catch no, that. Not, not legitimately. Oh, okay. Not right, legitimately. I'm just saying. Inst- so we have yeah, this yeah, weird yeah. shoot work hybrid where the yeah, fans yeah. really don't think Roman can get the job done. The roster is saying he can't get the job done, which is like the WWE telling us he can't get the job done. But when he does get the job done, we're all (laughs) supposed to go, hey, we were all wrong. Because if there's one thing that wrestling fans like to do is admit that they were wrong on things and just turn around like that on somebody. I will say this. If the New York crowd at SummerSlam, I don't even know the proper rhythm for it. If they just start doing the we were wrong chants in the vein of this is awesome and fight forever or whatever, they just start going like, we were wrong about this. We were were wrong wrong. about this. We were wrong. There you go. Thank you. Like King of Rhythm. Perfect. We'll start some chants tomorrow. You're you're the DJ. All right. I was uh, listening to Lonely Island before you knocked me out. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. I turned it off real quick. I, I did not catch the Lonely Island. But that, that's supposed to be the end result here that we go, you know what, Roman? Good on you. We were wrong the past four years. Okay. So so then let's say, let's go with this line of, line of thought here. Say we're at SummerSlam and Roman Reigns finally beats Brock Lesnar, wins the Universal title. 
do we get a big brawn? And then the big guy comes down with the money in the bank, cashes it in on the, you know, the probably won't be over Roman Reigns, and then everybody leaves happy? If we don't, that's what the crowd's going to be chanting as the show goes <laughs> off the air and the pyro goes off to we celebrate. Braun. Exactly. We Braun. And it'll be that until the time when he cashes in. But then, then but, sort of our plan B in all this is Bobby Lashley. So what you're going to give us is the guy the, leaving for MMA versus the guy who left Bobby for Allen. MMA. Yeah. And, Here's and, an idea. Why don't we just let them do a, a shoot fight? <laughs> let, let, let Rock and uh, and Big, Bo- Big Bobby L have a shoot fight in, in the middle of a WWE. <laughs> I, I, that, and I think that's, uh, you know, that's big money right there. Yeah, there, there's no way that could go terribly wrong. No, there, no, there, brawl for all? Come on. Yeah, there, there's no way that it turns out that Brock legit murders Bobby Lashley on, on live on the WWE Network only nine. Lashley months. has a pretty good MMA record, right? In fucking Bellator. <laughs> yeah, but Brock's last couple UFC fights... Post-diverticulitis weren't super great, if I recall correctly. I recognize, but you're basically talking about a guy in the majors versus a guy in the minors. And by the minors, I mean, like, the fucking Carnival Geek League. Like, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, Bellator, and and I'm sure I'll be correct if I'm wrong on this, but remember, Bellator is the one that was like, hey, you know what? Kimbo Slice might be near death's door, but let's put him in a cage anyway. (laughs) So... Unless that was yeah, UFC. Well, anyway, fact I is, Bellator is is nowhere near the the level of a UFC in terms of competition, in terms of uh, how, a show. It's how just, old is Big Bobby L? Uh, he's got to be at least forty. Uh, magic of the internet in front of me. I I, I will look that up. For Rock me. is what forty six. I think feel like we've been through this not too long ago, and I don't remember. So let's see. Um, Bobby Lashley is forty one years old. Big Bobby L. Forty one. Yeah. And Big Brock Lesnar uh, is 40. So they're the same age, basically. What? Bobby Lashley's older than Brock Lesnar? Yes. The yes. Fuck? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what? Yeah. They were that spitting distance of each other age-wise. But, yeah. I mean, Brock Brock did start young. He, d- he did come into mm-hmm. WWE really young. And then, you know, right out of uh, failing out of or getting cut from the, uh, what, Vikings practice squad. Mm-hmm. And then, then he came, uh, went to OVW. So, yeah, he, he did start in WWE early. But, damn, I, I thought he was older than that. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the youngest WWE champion until after he left. And everyone got mad that he left. So they gave that to Randy Orton. Randy Orton, yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Uh, I I don't know I I like even even uh, discussing this with our listeners on on Facebook and, and Twitter yeah. uh, earlier today there doesn't seem to be like a common denominator for what people want to see you know there are people who want to see a Braun cash in but they don't know if Braun needs it there are people who say hey you know Raw's working fine without the title. Why do we need to have it back? Which is also a very weird thing that the storyline is now oh Brock won't defend the belt. Brock hasn't been defending the belt, and it was right. fine for the past year, but now it's a bad thing. Well, now it's convenient for the storyline, so you right, know, that's, right. that's, why they, that's why they draw attention to it. And, you know, they're, they're the WWE. They write their own rules as they go. You know, when sure. uh, Daniel Bryan had to forfeit his title for not defending it for 30 days, and everybody laughed because it's been since WrestleMania uh, going on three months for Brock. So, you right, know, it's... Right. 
it's hysterical um what rules but you know it's it's pro wrestling it, it just comes with the territory but um but yeah i mean personally um if we're gonna get brock you know i think it would do roman good for his career to be the one that beats brock um you know i i don't i don't hate the man roman reigns no. I, I don't i don't um, I just really don't want him to be the champion. That's kind of my thing. So if he wins and beats Brock, he can, you know, carry that the way Brock carried beating uh, yeah. the Undertaker streak. And so, you know, that, that'll that be the uh, one of the biggest feathers in, in the cap of, of Roman Reigns. And then, you know, you can have Braun, the guy that everybody, pretty much everybody is behind. I mean, he's got to have at least 95% approval rating uh, yeah. in terms of WWE audiences. So, you know, it, it's kind of... Maybe it should have been done last year, but here we are. You gotta, you gotta do something with them now. Absolutely, and 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 I, I, I I'm just so kind of dumbfounded. I don't recall a time in WWE where everything felt so, uh, so much like it was being slapped together as as everything was going on. Yeah, you know the the fact that we had a main event last week. We don't have a main event now. We're probably still gonna end up getting Roman versus Bobby Lashley for the title shot. Which again doesn't make any sense because that's right. why they got rid of the six person. It, it, it's just so strange that this is where we are, at least with the the, the top angle on Raw, that we don't even know what it's going to be, and not in the fun, unpredictable sense. There, right. there's a period of time on the road to WrestleMania when I first started on this show where it was really exciting that we thought we knew where things were going, but we weren't 100 percent sure. Right. right now, I have no idea. And it's not in an, uh, an engaging way. It's in a confusing way. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's, it's, a, it's a little frustrating. I mean, you know, it, it, I, 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 I want to care a lot. Right. Right. But, you know, I really don't want to see Brock Lesnar as champion right now. I really don't want to see Bobby Lashley as champion right now. Nor do I want to see Roman Reigns as champion right now. So uh, Braun is my dog in the fight. And he's not even really in the fight aside from hanging out uh, outside the big dog's yard. So, you yeah. know. With the briefcase, and I really, I, I really think they need to get him a smaller briefcase, not like <laughs> super, not like tiny, tiny, but like maybe like you know, uh, like a, a old a, school lunchbox. <laughs> no, 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 like a quarter of the size smaller briefcase to just make him look that bigger. much bigger. Yeah, it says you know, ask Peter Jackson how to do that shit when you're shooting, you know, angles yeah, like that yeah, to make yeah. Frodo look as big as or not as big as fucking Gandalf right there. So you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta build it up a little bit. You shoot him from under. That's that's the way to make him look bigger. But you gotta you know really give him some prop. He's got a prop and he's gonna be carrying it around. Just shrink it down a little bit to make him look bigger. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, uh, speaking of making things look bigger, uh, we finally got a big oh my. Blow Yeah, there's a transition. <laughs> we finally got a big blow up after months and months and months of the uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks angle. Oh, yeah. Including a question I think the entire world of uh, wrestling fans is asking themselves. Did Bailey turn heel? No. No. No, I say no. No. You just get pushed to the point of frustration so far. You just gotta, you know, you just gotta fight back. You know, she she was tired of the. She turned away from being a pushover. Is what she's doing. It's just another. It's an evolution of her character. I don't think she's gonna go full heel heel and start cheating to win. I think she just reached her tipping point with Sasha, and really, this thing's been going on for quite a while. So far it's, too long. It's been a long time coming for this for snappage to occur. Uh, I'm I'm happy it's happening. Let yeah. them do it at 
uh, SummerSlam in Brooklyn, the the scene of the crime where they had their uh, amazing match at a uh, takeover Brooklyn, the first one. So you know, no, I, my opinion is it's it's not heel uh, for Bailey. Do you think it is? You seem kind of surprised it, when I said no. It, it's it's hard to say. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure where the sympathy is supposed to lie here. Uh, you know. Coming out of Raw itself, it looked like maybe she was being placed as the heel, um, you know, in, in that she was the one that, you know, got the shit from Kurt Angle. Granted, uh, our top ladies face on Raw also, you know, uh, face punishment from Kurt Angle. But right. it looks like they may even turn this into a weird, coincidentally enough, Team Hell No scenario because <laughs> they're going to counseling this week on Raw. Everyone's favorite thing when professional wrestlers have to seek therapy on live television. Uh, you know what? We said, you know, I remember thinking that when it happened with Brian and Kane back in the yeah. day and it turned into some gold. Yeah. Uh, however, Bailey and Sasha aren't the odd couple that Brian no. and Kane are or no, were or are again. So I'm not sure how well that's going to work. Um, we'll see. Maybe they get Dr. Shelby back. Um, who I think, I think that was his name, right? That was the, yeah, the yeah. anger management guy. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's anger management or just like couples therapy or whatever the hell they're doing. Uh, you know, call up, uh, uh, fuck what's her name from the Sopranos. I can't remember. Lor- uh, Lorraine Bracco. Lorraine Bracco. Yeah. 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 Her. yeah. Call, call <laughs> her up. Get her in there. What's she doing these days? She has uh, a deep, sexy voice. I was always into that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all, all I can really say coming what? out of this, the, this angle, uh, as the internet has uh, agreed with me on, we really need a You Ain't Shit t-shirt from Bailey. Because that was a 10. That was perfect. That, hey, that man. Was, yeah. You get caught up in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, uh, that that was wonderful. I, I loved every second of that. Yeah. Um, also on Raw this week, uh, we got a very kind of weird angle with Kevin Owens and uh, Braun Strowman, Strowman. Yeah. Uh, which apparently is leading to a match at Extreme Rules between the two of them. Here's the thing that was kind of weird, at okay. least for me. So Braun is trying to find Kevin Owens backstage. Uh-huh. He asks a staffer at WWE, where's Kevin Owens? The staffer does not know who Kevin Owens is. <laughs> the guy who is a champion and is one of the top stars on the show and is in the main event almost every week. Had to be a rib. And Kevin. then he's, you know, the guy with the bowling ball under his shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Kevin Owens does not have a Finn Balor physique. We knew that no. getting into this. He's not he's not Roman Reigns. He's not even uh, uh, Kurt Hawkins in terms of of a physique. He's a guy that you are pushing as a top tier heel on Raw. Yeah, I don't remember them doing this sort of thing to a Bam Bam Bigelow. No, um, who's really the kind of the the kind of really close. He was, uh, I guess, he was maybe a little taller and a little bigger. But um, but Bam Bam was, you know, as agile, if not more agile than Kevin Owens. And, you know, Kevin Owens can go and he can talk better than Bam Bam can. Uh, And that's not saying that Bam Bam was was a bad talker, but Owens is really good on the mic. Absolutely. um, And his character is is great. So, yeah, it's a little disheartening to hear um, those cheap shots being taken at the guy, you know, the guy that was your universal champion for a number of months, a year and a half or so ago. And, 
you know, it, like you said, was and is in a lot of main event uh, storylines. It's I don't know if that's just uh, some fat shaming happening from the writers. I don't know if it's Vince trying to, you know, yeah. light a fire under him to lose a couple pounds. I I don't know. But either way, it's shitty. It's a little shitty. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the way it's always been put in wrestling is you accentuate the positives, you hide the negatives. If you're cutting a promo on a guy, you don't point out their real flaws. Right. Like, uh, what would it have hurt for Braun to be like, you know, the the coward running around backstage like a scolded dog? And the staffer goes, oh, he went that way. Like, right. you know, it, it, it doesn't hurt the mm-hmm. other guy. Instead, now uh, you're just having Kevin Owens look like a doofus. Uh, yeah. who, no one knows who he is, and right. you fat shamed him. Where literally a few weeks ago, Nia Jax was, you know, the uh, prime example of body positivity. Uh, yeah. It's just consistently inconsistent and and frustrating. But hey, Kevin got to hang out with Shania Twain, so good for him. Here's what I want to see: I want to see Kevin Owens pick oh, up no. Shania oh, Twain, and then I want to see him throw Shania Twain into Michael P.S. Hayes. <laughs> forcing Michael P.S. Hayes to fall down multiple flights of stairs. Not Shania. I want Shania to be okay in all this. Yeah. Thing. But I want I want Doc Hendricks to fall down multiple flights of stairs, break both of his hips. Um, I want his um, fanny pack to get caught up around his neck and maybe cause some lacerations in the uh, in the C4, C5 area in the back mm-hmm. of the neck there, the top of the spinal column. I want Michael P.S. Hayes to go away. <laughs> forever i don't i don't want him to die i just want him to not be involved in my oh. wwe uh, I, I i thought you were ever. pushing for a free birds reunion tour ever yeah a pearly gate you know what yeah you know what have him be pull a free bird and uh take a cessna fucking crash <laughs> like leonard skinner did okay that's that's fabulous Freebird, uh, my interpretation of what I want Michael P.S. Hayes uh, to do. No, I don't want the guy to die. I don't want yeah. that out there. Yeah. Uh, I don't want that karma on me. I just, I just don't like him, and I don't want him in my WWE. I don't want him in my wrestling show. Go back to Bad Street, motherfucker. <laughs> Elsewhere on Raw, we had a really kick-ass main event. <laughs> Seth Rollins, of course. Yes. How could, how could it not be a kick-ass main event with Seth Rollins? And Dolph Ziggler is no slouch. No, not at all. But uh, the part that was most interesting and and something worth watching to see if they take any lessons from this, they won't. They won't. <laughs> is hour three went up from hour yeah. two. Yes, it was not a great week for ratings. But hour three went up from hour two, and most of hour three was a really good wrestling match. With Seth, <clears throat> Seth freaking Rollins – he's you know he's your guy <clears throat> pardon me uh if braun's not going to be your guy uh seth should be the guy uh seth is super over right now and he's crushing it in the ring and fans are popping for it so hard uh did you see this the thing the other night from uh, i think it was the evolve show when a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes yes uh the the fire alarm come went on off. uh i just so crazy also uh uh, that same weekend, over this past weekend, the fucking top rope broke, and he got Seth doing his fucking hardcore dance with the top rope in the ring. Yeah, fucking love that guy. What's <laughs> not to like about Seth Rollins? He's outstanding. Dated a Nazi, but besides that, <laughs> pretty great. And had it come out too, but yeah. aside from that, <laughs> I, I mean, who hasn't? I mean, come on. Uh, the 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 fact is, really great match. Yeah, I'm. You know, I, I I ranted last week about how I thought the whole IC title bit was weird. 
I'm just going to blindly accept that this is our angle right now. It's really yeah. fun. I also really, really want to see Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Yes. Very badly. Uh, yeah, so that, that has to have probably happen next week, I'd imagine. Right? Yeah. Uh, one would hope. Uh, if, Come on, Kurt. I know you're listening. <laughs> God, push Michael Hayes down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I just thought it was a, a really great match. Yeah, the finish was, you know, the, the dumb finish yeah. uh, with it's TV. You know, interference. But it, better that than you know, our standard distraction roll-up finish or, uh, you know, non-title match where the person getting yeah. a title shot wins clean and then ultimately never win the belt. They got their shit in. The crowd was super hot for it. The ratings uh, prove how great it was. So build off that. Yeah. You know, book Drew versus Seth in the main event for next week's show. Let them tear each other apart and, you know, probably do the same finish. But let them get their shit in and have all, you know, it was like 30-plus minute match, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. At the end, at the end of Raw, so you know, hey, imagine that, guys. Wrestling fans want to watch good wrestling. I know. Get the fuck out of here. Weirdest thing in the world, right? Yeah, I think Michael PSA is allergic to good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I think you're right there, but uh, really dope match, and uh, you know, I, I ended up being a really great Raw because of it, because of you yeah. know the big angles, because of a great match on the main event. SmackDown, I thought was a little bit more of a mixed bag, but it did have a pretty big angle at the end of the night. Um, for those who missed it, uh, show started with Miz and uh, the Bludgeon Brothers on Miz TV. Kind of a segment that went a little bit too long because yeah, Bludgeon those... Brothers really shouldn't uh, be talking at length. Well, yeah. Luke Harper's a, a better than average talker, but. Sure. It takes away from their mystique when they're cutting these lengthy promos and explaining their actions. No, I want to see them go out there and bash people over the head with fucking rubber mallets. I mean, come on. That's their gimmick. Let them do it. Absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I was super stoked to see that they were doing Daniel Bryan versus Luke Harper because that's a match I've wanted to see for ages. Yeah. And uh, it, I thought it delivered pretty well for a TV main event. But then... What the fuck? Kane comes back. <laughs> you know when when they was that was that on the paper? That was on the pay per view, right? Wasn't it when they were uh, he was coming out and they were leaving or something like that? I don't remember when it fucking happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it happened, and they kind of gave each other this look, and I was like, huh. You know, a couple of people threw out, oh, maybe Kane will come back and then do hell no. I'm like, nah, the guy's running, you know, running the campaign down in Knoxville. He doesn't have time to come back and then team with Daniel Bryan. Well, I was wrong. Out comes Kane. I popped super hard for it. Um, you know, Bryan resisted at first, but then the crowd, you know, got him to, to uh, hug it out. It was one of those, like, stupid, corny, cheesy, amazing pro wrestling moments that it was just Absolutely. like, fuck yeah, these two guys are hugging it out and are on the same page again, and they're going to win the tag team championships. <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought that was so perfect, and a great example of the connection that Daniel Bryan has with the crowd. They true, were, He had every person in that arena chanting, yes, when it looks like they're in a hug, he walks away, he has every person in the arena booing him, and yeah. then he turns around, he has every person in the arena on their feet. I yeah. mean... Everybody just, in the palm of his hand right there. Exactly. Just a great little angle. And I think Team Hell No versus the Bludgeon Brothers could be a really good match. 
Uh, oh, absolutely. I, I mean, Brian do the heavy lifting. Kane, you know, if they lose, Kane will eat the pin. Um, but you know, you know, for for his age, Kane is still you know better than uh, a lot of people out there, ourselves included, because we yeah. don't know what the fuck we're doing in the ring. So, so yeah, you know, I think the matches will be good. It's a fun storyline. Maybe this is the uh, somebody pointed this out on on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, the Gold Watch run for uh, for Kane. You know, entirely and I think, possible. And I think I read that this was one of his favorite. Uh, the hell, team hell no was one of the favorite portions of his career. So, yeah. you know, maybe he asked for this uh, to come back and have one more run with Brian and have some fun with it. And, uh, you know, if gold comes along, gold comes along, but it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be some good matches. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's a, that's a good way to close out a SmackDown, a SmackDown, which was hyping a really interesting match that we were looking forward to, but didn't get to see because of a dog bite of all things. Yeah. Weirdest very, story very weird. of the week. It was supposed to be uh, Jeff Hardy and Nakamura in a match, but yeah, Nakamura was it going to be for the title? I think, uh, yeah, I think so. I think it was going to yeah. be for the title, and I was looking forward to it because that's a that's a fun match, not something we've seen a million times. And you know, he got bit by a drug sniffing dog in the locker arena earlier that day and was not cleared to perform. Now they're yeah. not saying that he was under being searched for drugs, but that the dog was there. I don't know if it's bomb and drug sniffing. Uh, it, it was, it was bomb sniffing. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's a little, it was a little weird, but apparently it's a routine thing at WWE live events to have uh, the arena searched for bombs. Yeah, I mean, interesting thing I didn't know, but you know, I guess it's a reality of being a massive yeah. live sporting event. It's not out of the realm of possibility that it's so unbelievable that it happened. Yeah, but turns out Dog was racist and uh, <laughs> decided to munch down on uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, he hated the color yellow. <laughs> That's racist. That I apologize was, for that. Did not, uh, did not care for the color yellow and uh, just munched <laughs> down on, on the artist. Uh, and what what a weird turn of events. And, and it, is, I, it is a weird story. Especially because the official statement from the police department just described him as WWE personnel. They didn't use a name. Even though WWE announced what happened, right. they would not name him. I feel like this is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Possibly, you know, if I'm uh, if I'm WWE legal, I'm maybe drawing up some papers and say, hey, guys, you ruined this and this. And, you know, it looks like he's going to be able to compete in the uh, the matches in Japan this weekend. Um, what hopes? Cause, yeah, uh, they were they were sold out on his name. Yeah, so, yeah, you, and Oscar too. Oscar's coming home well, too. Yeah, but I mean, but, who, yes. who's the star in that? You know, he's headlining with AJ and everything. Yeah. And whew, yeah, that was that was a weird ass story. Yeah, but then it led to kind of a weird angle for SmackDown as uh, we had an open challenge for the U.S. title, Jeff Hardy pulling the John Cena move. Uh -huh. And we got Eric Young versus Jeff Hardy, uh, which was okay while it lasted. Uh, yeah. But really, that was just connective tissue to build to a six-person tag Hello. later in the night uh, as it was Sanity making their SmackDown debut against the Usos and Jeff Hardy. 
Yeah, after beating the Usos down the prior week, um, Usos came out for the save after Dane and Wolf got involved uh, and started beating down on Jeff. So, you know, the Teddy Long Memorial uh, six-man tag happened. You know, if they're going to do Usos versus Sanity, I, I like that. I think that um, that's mm-hmm. going to be some really good matches down the line. Um, I like that Sanity came out strong and aggressive. Uh, you know, you have to make an impression because not a lot of these people, not all of them watch NXT. So, you know, you got to, you know, or TNA. So they probably don't know right. who the hell Eric Young is, even though I'm sure Eric Young and Jeff Hardy had more than a couple matches in Impact oh, yeah, back yeah. in the day. So they're, they're no strangers to each other. But uh, but Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf, these two weird guys out there with uh, kilts and jackets and weird accents, you know, people in the heartland would be like, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. So, now, now, Chris, I, I want to ask you a question. Uh, I hope you do. Yeah, uh, you be the booker, sir. I, I let you know, uh, okay. you have put together this angle where Sanity okay. is the new heel trio. Uh-huh. Uh, you're gonna put them against a makeshift team of the Usos and Jeff Hardy, and you want to okay. build to the Usos versus Sanity. Yeah, it's three on two, but you want to build this as an angle. What team do you have win? Uh, I would have, I would have Sanity win. Yeah, that would make sense. That would yes. make a lot of sense. That yes, that, yes, that, would. that would make them look like they're a competent trio. That would make uh-huh. them look dominating. That would make it look like that that if there were a tag team title match <laughs> or, or a tag team match between them down the line, that you know the Usos are in jeopardy and this heel trio could run roughshod on Smack. Instead, their first match they lose clean. Yeah, I know. I was trying to... I was trying to gloss over that, but it's a big glaring uh, mistake. It's a mistake. Well, well you know what? Uh, similarly, on on SmackDown, again, not trying to be negative here, but uh, so you have Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods, noted singles competitor, always yes. in title contention. He's having uh, a one-on-one match with Rusev, who's the current number one contender. How do you book that match? I have Rusev win. And do you do you have a win in dominating fashion in order to prove that he could take the title at a moment's notice? I absolutely would. Oh, so you don't have it basically where he gets beat down the entire match by a guy who usually is the pinfall eater in a trio. I just <laughs> what backwards ass thinking was going on backstage at SmackDown this week? Did the Shinsuke Nakamura dog bite ruin the, the vibe of the writer's room? Maybe the dog uh, snuck up behind Brian James and gave him the old what for? I don't know. It just threw him off his game. The road dog got road dogged. Uh, I'm not sure of exactly what the deal was with that. I don't know. I, I was enjoying the, the Xavier Woods and Rusev match as it was happening. Sure, sure. But it's just like, why, why on earth is Xavier Woods, and I like Xavier Woods a lot. I like the New Day a lot. But Xavier Woods, in that trio of guys, is the designated fall guy. Let's just be honest. He's he's yeah. He's yeah. he's no, not right. big. Biggie has world title contender all over him. You've got and his Ben was former NXT champion. Yes, you've got Kofi Kingston as the wizened vet who could again be mixed into a title scene at any given time. Yeah, Xavier, team titles, U.S. titles, Intercontinental titles. Xavier is a manager more often than he's the wrestler, and he's going toe to toe with the guy that's going against AJ Styles. Unless they're turning the shit into a three way, and I missed it. This feels like a weird direction. Well, 
I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't put a lot of thought into it. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for you. <laughs> I really don't. I wish I. I wish I had an idea of what the fuck they were thinking when they did that. Uh, alas, I do not. Um, so yeah, that happened. And also something I'm actually looking forward to yeah. next week. Um, Jimmy Ellsworth. Uh, is going to have a match against Asuka. And I cannot wait to see him get his face kicked off by the Empress of Tomorrow. I think it's going to be great. I, I think it's going to be a well-deserved ass-beating. If they just want to make the entire second hour uh, James Ellsworth getting kicked in the face, I, I think SmackDown ratings are going to do a brand new record. Between- and I like James Ellsworth, but he's, sure. he's like, he's he's so good at playing that character, and he he fits, he's kind of like his 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 body type for a man is kind of perfect to wrestle women oh, i don't yeah. want to i don't want to make that sound uh you know james um, ellsworth is if you looked up in the dictionary mediocre white man <laughs> it would be him and 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 that's damn you'll probably admit that but yeah it's perfect. Like he was, that, that was his gimmick on the indie scene. He was yeah. doing the Andy Kaufman intergender champion. Right. Deal. So yeah. it, it feels like it an appropriate thing. Again, uh, I certainly hope though, that this is a scenario where we see the Oscar murder, murder machine turned on. Yes. Kicks the shit out of them. And yes. it's an absolute brutal ass beating and not them going 50, 50 for 15 minutes. And right. Right. me dream wins with a roll up. Yeah. But there's part of me that thinks that's the way it's going to go on Tuesday. Yeah, and you have every reason to believe that, <laughs> considering the past 15 minutes we've been talking about questionable match booking on SmackDown. So uh, either way, you know, I, I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be entertaining, and I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with Hell No next. Um, I want to see some backstage stuff with those guys because they're so damn great together. So yeah, SmackDown. Uh, you know, like you said, ratings weren't great for either show this week, but uh, not really. The, the, there was good content on both shows. Right. Um, I haven't caught up with NXT. I'm, I'm still behind on that. So I'm not uh, not all, all caught up to snuff on that. Uh, you know, we had some title changes and then some more title changes. Yeah. Uh, in, in certain divisions there. And then they had the big uh, UK stuff. Did you catch any of the UK stuff? Uh, I, I What I did was I caught the, the big British strong style matches from both shows. I haven't sat down and watched okay. the tournament or, or anything yet. Um, from night one, they ran uh, British Strong Style, which is Mustache Mountain, uh, and yeah, uh, Pete, Dunne. Pete Dunne against the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Tremendous six-man tag match. Absolutely out of this world. Just bell-to-bell, pure action. Great fucking shit. And and, and you know what? I, I will say this. For as critical as I am about the WWE, I can't say this week they didn't give you options for stuff. Yeah. Because... Yeah, parts of Raw I didn't like. Yeah, parts of SmackDown I didn't like. But then you had stuff on the UK shows and NXT and 205 that were really damn good. Yeah. Um, so it's it's hard to you know toss away the the baby with the bathwater in this scenario. Uh, but the six man tag between British Strong Style and Undisputed Era was awesome, uh, and it led to an even greater tag title match where he had a tag title change with Mustache Mountain beating yeah uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Roddy Strong for the NXT tag titles. Dope ass match, uh, with an incredible pop at the end. Nice. Um, just great work from both teams. Highly recommend you check those out. Uh, and then uh, this week on uh, NXT, we got Mustache Mountain and Ricochet against uh, Undisputed Era, which oh. was a really really great match. Also, okay, uh, all right. 
and and this is this is building to a return match for the tag titles right uh, which is coming up uh i think it's this coming week on nxt if not the week after yeah i think that sounds i think they just taped those shows and i also heard the uh tony storm Shayna baszler match was really good yeah Uh, um, too. Probably the best match Baszler's done uh, in WWE so far. So I'm looking forward to checking all that out. Hopefully this weekend. I got a lot of stuff to catch up on, man. I haven't uh, haven't caught up on NXT. I've got uh, Season 2 yeah. of Luke Cage. Season 2 of Glow comes out tomorrow. Yeah. So there's that as well. Um, and then all this uh, UK stuff and yeah. uh, zero time. So, so you had if you are a WWE fan and you just watch WWE shows, you yeah. had the uk first uk show from three to six on monday yeah then you had raw from eight to eleven then you had the second uk show from three to six on tuesday Uh smackdown from eight to ten 205 from 10 to 11 uh which featured the debut of baltimore's own leo rush Mm -hmm. uh in uh I, I think it's going to be a good spot for him. I really do. Yeah. 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 I'd like to see him do, um, you know, have a, a longer drawn out match at some point, not just a squash, but as an introduction to, you know, show the world uh, how quick and how, uh, how snappy this kid is. I think it was uh, as good as you could have done uh, to get the guy over like that. So I'm looking forward to seeing him against some of the uh, actual talent. Like I just, him and Mustafa Ali is something I really want to see. Oh my God. Yeah. With the quickness. Him and so, Cedric Alexander. Yeah. Even even one else like him against Kalisto could be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, he's he's in a good spot. It's gonna work out well for him there. And then on Wednesday you had the uh, the hour of uh NXT and then yeah. Thursday, if uh you don't always just watch WWE, you had Lucha Underground. Yeah, so. so that right there is looking at 14 hours of professional wrestling, yeah. not including the fact that this Friday night is a two to three hour Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Right, and uh, Impact is tonight. Oh, Impact is tonight. Well, also there's the CEO New Japan show on Friday night. On Twitch. On Twitch, streaming for yes. free. So yeah. that's another two to three hours of professional wrestling. Good Christ. What? I know. <laughs> you know, everybody's been talking about peak TV for the past couple of years. There's so much great television out there. There's so much great wrestling out there um, that it's hard. It's hard to keep up with everything, you know, um, but you, you, you fit it in where you can. Well, hello there. And yeah. uh, just just enjoy it um, while it's happening. Um I'm looking forward to maybe this weekend spending some time if I have any free time and probably my entire July 4th since I'm off will be spent watching uh, wrestling. So um, I'm excited for that. I have, what were you going to say? Oh, I, you're, I was just going to say, I, up I, something. I, I think it'd be really great if you just spent your entire uh, Independence Day watching the WWE NXT UK shows, because I think, I there's, something, I think there's something great about <laughs> celebrating our independence from the Brits by watching them punch each other. I, I, I feel yeah. like there's a, there's a, a real joy in that. We sent them into such disarray by uh, leaving their union that yeah. they've turned to fighting each other. We now so, pay yeah. them to punch each other in the face for our <laughs> yeah. amusement. We win! <laughs> 150 years later. Um, and then uh, uh, I was going to talk about Lucha. We didn't yeah, I yeah. into Lucha uh, last week on the show. Yeah, the please. Catch me up, sir. About. So 
the first episode was a little uh, a little bit off with the Aztec warfare. I heard they had some shooting um, difficulties with the new tempo and then uh, mm-hmm. readjusted to the shooting schedule. So the second episode last week got themselves back on track. You had a really good match with uh, El Dragon, Azteca Jr. and Drago. You had Pentagon Dark versus Matanza, which is a really good match. Um, they put Pentagon Dark on each show this season. Uh, which is move. Yes, exactly. They're final, they finally have gotten... Uh, uh, to the point where they know that this is the money guy. So in a Wednesday, this this week's show, all he did was come out and cut a promo <clears throat> saying how he defended, he beat 19 other guys in Aztec Warfare to, the, to keep his title. And then he beat Cueto's monster to uh, to keep his title. And then whoever comes next is going to you know lose as well, which obviously signals him about to get beat down. Yeah. And who was it but the not the man, the machine, Cage, so nice. Cage, this is his first appearance this season. We haven't seen him in the first two episodes. So Cage came out and uh, beat up Pentagon, threw him, uh, power bombed him off the apron into a table on the outside, which looked, uh, yeah, nice and brutal. Um, so looking forward to seeing Cage and Pentagon beat each other up in the coming weeks. We also had the debut of Exolicious. Um Sunny Kiss, I think, is his name on the Indies. Are you familiar? Oh, yeah. I'm vaguely familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So he's an interesting character. I did see him uh, in my time out in the temple. Uh, 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 Had a match against Jack Evans in quite some time, especially in the Mm -hmm. ring, because he had his, like, mouth wired shut. Yeah. The last fight underground. They're doing this really weird possessed doll thing with uh, Ricky Mandel of Worldwide Underground, which I'm really curious to see how that pans out. Uh, that should be fun and and you know just weird lucha style. Uh, what else did we have on lucha? We had uh, it was a triple threat casket match. So their casket matches are called Grave Consequences, and this one was a triple threat, uh, three way to the grave, as Antonio Cueto. Um, called it. So it was Mil Muertes, and uh-huh. this is kind of his signature match, yeah. uh, against Phoenix and Jeremiah Crane. So okay. the story of the match is... <sighs> okay, follow me along here. All right, I'm going to do Mil- my best. Mil one, Muertes... One, one question beforehand, okay. just because I'm, I'm trying yes. to set the picture in my brain, because uh-huh. I'm, I'm not a lucha guy. I, yeah. I don't have access to the El Rey network, so I, right. I, I, I can't watch it regularly. I try to watch random things when they pop up on YouTube. Sure. You said it is a three-way casket match. Does that mean there were right. two caskets for use in the, the match? Last, yes, last man standing. So two other competitors had to get put into caskets. Okay, so there were two caskets, not there were one. Three. Ca- oh, there, were three. there were three okay. caskets, one for okay. each. But and they were all like kind of airbrushed on with their, you know, like uh, likenesses. Okay. So there was like okay. a, you know, Phoenix's face with like flames coming out and Jeremiah Cranes looked all weird. So the story of the match is Mil Muertes, the man of a thousand deaths, his um, love, Katrina, is mm-hmm. trying to, she's kind of caught in between the real world and the spirit world. So this is part of what gives her her teleporting abilities. So what she did was she asked Antonio Cueto for uh, a match between Mill, her ward, and um, Phoenix so that Mill could put away Phoenix and take Phoenix Phoenix's life force and his, you know, uh, rise from the grave abilities uh-huh. to restore herself to this realm. 
Antonio Cueto, uh, more than happy to oblige because it was one would have been violent and two um, would keep Katrina from teleporting into his office and make her knock on the door. Those were his words. And that was hilarious. So that was the basis. Then this was all set up on last week's show. At the end of the show, Jeremiah Crane comes in. Jeremiah Crane is in love with Katrina. Okay. So he wants to put away Mil Muertes to have Katrina uh, in this whole thing. So and Antonio Cueto just obliges and put him in the match. So then we have the three-way casket match, essentially. Um, and there was a, a lot of fun, brutal spots. They they were really filling out the temple with this one. They were going all over the place. They went up to the uh, second level, and then Phoenix went to like this uh, on top of where they come out of like the ice doors thing with the sliding doors and jumped off the thing onto uh mill and uh, Jeremiah crane. And they were, you know, tossing each other into these caskets. And these are like legit metal caskets. These aren't yeah. the wooden ones that, you know, that, that they used to pull for uh, old undertaker matches. So they're like legit ones. And Phoenix got his ass kicked in this match. So the first person eliminated um, was Jeremiah crane but it wasn't by one of those two competitors. It was by a returning Ivelisse. Ivelisse mm-hmm. uh, is the one that brought Jeremiah Crane into Lucha Underground. They were together at the time. And uh, Jeremiah Crane, uh, I think, attacked her with a hammer at Ultima Lucha Trace. So that didn't end well for those two. So Ivelisse comes back uh, on this episode and attacks Jeremiah Crane with a hammer. Uh, beats him in the kneecap and then the hand and wrist. And then across the head, busts his head open. He's bleeding and then gets stuffed into the casket. Slammed uh-huh. down Jeremiah Crane's out. Good stuff there. So that is between Phoenix and Mil Muertes. Phoenix and Mil Muertes were the two competitors in the first Grave Consequences match. And, and I remember seeing that one. That one right, was which ridiculous. Outstanding. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's on YouTube. Search that one out if you haven't seen it. That would be a good one for a redo, by the way. Yeah. Um, so then it was those two. And, you know, uh, Mill is throwing everything he can at Phoenix. Phoenix keeps, you know, kicking out and kicking and uh, trying to do all the. He's doing all these crazy rope plancha shit and kicks and he did an amazing missile drop kick off the uh top rope they're just mwah, beautiful so you have mill and katrina and you have phoenix out there and storyline phoenix is with melissa santos uh the ring announcer mm-hmm. so you know she's trying to like yell you know get the crowd back into phoenix and all this stuff um it didn't work that well because phoenix lost so phoenix uh takes a i think he was going for a like handspring uh cutter but mm-hmm. mill caught him into a flatliner it was a really smooth transition it was a really pretty move so nice. then he stuffs him in the casket slams it down uh mill muertes wins as he should that's his match and then katrina kind of like gloats and like rubs the casket so she's going to like steal his life force or whatever mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. end so um and mill was kind of pissed because katrina was focusing on the casket with Phoenix and not him. So Ooh. there's definitely some, uh, some sexual tensiony stuff happening there. So that was kind of, uh, the episode of Lucia underground. There's a lot, you know, it, it's really insane. It, it sounds very dense. Like that, that's, that's the biggest thing. Like uh, every time Is I read about me, a bit, I mean, it's not necessarily bad. Cause God knows I love, cause I'm a new Japan fan. Yeah. I, I love callbacks to ongoing storytelling and right. matches and that sort of thing. But god damn, it's a telenovela with ring ropes. Oh my yeah. god. I know, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the, at the very end of the show, you had um, Antonio Cueto, who is Dario and Matanza's father, uh, obviously. So he has Matanza chained up 
somewhere in the bottom of the temple. And he gave this long speech about how he gave um, his son's body, Matanza's body, to the gods to be used as a vessel, but he still kept a portion of uh, his son's soul in there. But then he said, uh, that's going to change, essentially. So he tossed the ring, the ring that always uh, rang Dario's neck that he would always have and hold yeah. up. That was this, you know, kind of powered up Matanza a little bit, tossed it down to Matanza, who was chained up. Matanza breaks the uh, the uh, key. Why did I say ring? Key. It was a key. Yeah. I was thinking Lord of the Rings there because <laughs> he held it around okay. his neck. Damn it, Frodo. Um, so he tosses the key down. Matanza breaks the key and then breaks out of his chain. So now Matanza fully is uh, of godlike power in this storyline. So I'm curious to see how that goes for the rest of the season because it seems like they're finally gearing up for this War of the Seven Tribes, which is something they've been talking about since like the second episode of the show uh, four seasons ago. So it seems like it's really long form storytelling there. Um, we got the Reptile Tribe. We got the Evil Eagle Tribe. There was the, the Puma Tribe. There's the whole bunch of fucking tribes. Mm -hmm. There's seven. So hence the seven ancient Aztec medallions and all this mm -hmm. sort of stuff. It all kind of comes together. So that's kind of uh, a, a recap of the past Two weeks of lucha i know it sounds overwhelming but you know if you watch you know, it's overwhelming to you because you haven't really watched it you yeah. know if, if you've followed it you know even loosely over the past couple seasons you kind of get you know you remember these callbacks and stuff like that mm -hmm. um so you know hence my uh super dorkiness and excitedness uh for it uh you know and none of those matches um as good as they were mm -hmm. went to a 30 minute draw in the rain outside in osaka yeah. but you know, it's 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 my brand. That's what I no, like. No, 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 nothing wrong with that. Now, my question questions? is, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the seven medallions uh, yes. of all these tribes that are coming together. When do they form Megazord? When does that happen? <laughs> they don't. They don't. No, no. They come together to form the gift of the gods title, which is essentially it's their like money Captain in the Planet. Bank. No, no, no. no? It's, it's like Money in the Bank. It's not Earth, Fire, Wind, Water, and Heart. Go it's, Planet. It's, no, 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 no. It, no it, you put them you, each, each. You get seven people win seven medallions, and then and then you form blazing put, sword. No, there's no, no, there's no dragon sword. There's no dragon sword. There's no thunder, thundra, thundera sword, sword of thundera. There's, there's, there's none of that. No, it's, it's, it's title belt, and it allows them a title championship uh, with one week's notice, which was uh, Dario's rule. I don't know if Antonio is gonna gonna hang on to that rule or not. So it does. There's no Voltron. There's no Not, they, they don't no they don't they don't form like Voltron. Why not? Nothing be, because they're mostly people. I mean, there's a dragon in there, but and they, and, and they had a puma. They could have tigers and there's, lions. There's, there was a puma. There was a you know Luchasaurus in there somewhere. Yeah, as well. So uh, give that, wolf. Give that guy a you know robot. You're fucking right. I'm with you, man. I'm gonna send a fucking tweet. At exactly. Lucha El Rey, yes. please, please for next season make these people into robots and make them make one big robot together to fight God Matanza Cueto. Okay, thanks. Bye. Send. <laughs> That's the dumbest show in the world. <laughs> what this or Lucha? Yeah. <laughs> the rough house podcast is a weekly podcast follow us at rough sgw on twitter and facebook.com slash the rough house podcast 
become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U-C-E-G-J-2-1-N, lowercase w, capital G, lowercase k, capital P, M, lowercase L, capital D, N, 7, lowercase C, 3, lowercase R, lowercase F, U, V, Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Do you have the lifelong desire to be a professional wrestler, but none of the ability? Does your physique scream beat up instantly? Does your wrestling dream involve being crushed nightly by your wrestling idols? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm North Carolina's own Tex Orleans, and I run the Jobber Placement Agency. If losing is what you desire, then you're in luck. Losing is our business, and business is good. We'll teach you how to be as bland as possible, how to mount zero offense, and the long-lost art of already being in the ring. If you act now, we'll throw in 10 of our signature in-ring body poses, including peace sign, the I'm number one sign, and just simply raising your fists over your head. With the Job Replacement Agency, you will find work losing on a continual basis with the regional promotion, or my name is not North Carolina's own, Tex Orleans.